How would you like to live in a world surrounded by iPads? This week on The Pour Over, Dylan Joe opened their discussion on the British science fiction anthology series Black Mirror. They talk about 15 million merits, the second episode of season one. Let's pour it all over. What's up, listeners? And thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over podcast, hosted by myself, Joe. And Dill. And uh, each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. We are so looking forward to the season three premiere Mm -hmm. of Westworld on March 15th. Uh, A new trailer was released actually just three days ago from our record date today. And man, it is dope. Uh, We get kind of a clear narrative of what's going on for season three and I'm pretty excited. Did you get a chance to look at that, Dill? Yeah, I did. It's uh, it's not quite the West World of season one. A lot of mm. things have changed, but I, I think it'll be pretty hype. Yeah, it is very different, and uh, I think uh, you know you clearly see that it's like Dolores versus Maeve, or Dolores versus mm-hmm. this this group that Maeve has uh, been tasked with. And I guess that guy we see uh, with the white hair is possibly with Delos or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just, yeah, it, it looks really interesting. Um, I'd be excited to kind of see the world as opposed to just Westworld. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So we, we actually have about four weeks to kill before we get there. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to be going over the four Black Mirror episodes we feel best capture the Black Mirror Westworld comparisons. So we'll be talking about those episodes um, in these next uh, several weeks, and uh, we'll share what episodes they are just in a little bit. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What up, man? What's up, what's up? Yeah, glad to be talking about Black Mirror. I feel like I've had a lot of people suggest that to me. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know if you've had the same. Just because we started with Westworld on the pod. And mm-hmm. also just generally talking about a lot of Netflix shows, people are like, you know, Black Mirror, when are you going to do it? So, yeah. you know, giving the, the people what they want. Yeah. The listeners have asked, and we are giving them um, what they want. Yeah. That's right. That's so, right. what have you been brewing lately? So, I am coming to the end of the coffee that I've had for the past few episodes on the show. You know, that Oak Cliff uh, from Ethiopia and also that mm-hmm. Yes, Please from that subscription. Yep. Yeah. And I'll have to say this week, I feel like the brews were pretty good. Ooh. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Past couple tell, episodes, you know, I've been kind of like, oh, just kind of meh. You know, I feel like the flavors were kind of muddied or like muddled. But uh, recently, like, I don't know if I'm getting super clear things, but like the, the cups are just like pretty pleasant. I would say okay. kind of like today I brewed the Oak Cliff. I feel like there's like subtle sweetness, uh, smooth, and it, mm. it just tasted good. Nice. Um, so I don't know if it was like me actually cleaning my equipment or mm. maybe I'm just kind of like getting used to it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Maybe time away from the roast date. But I would yeah. just say this week I've had a couple couple of brews where I'm like, yeah, this is pretty solid. Uh, I like this. Nice. Now, are you going to keep going with the yes, please? Mm, not right now, but I okay. think it will be something I might go to in the future. Uh, we'll see. I mean, as as our company still grows, you know, I, I'm interested to see where they go with it. 
Just like, because mm-hmm. they're trying to be different. They got magazines, you know, like playlists to listen to more than just the coffee itself. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm interested. I might, I might try it again a little bit in the future. Um, but mm-hmm. for right now, uh, I might, I might try to get a different local roaster that I haven't gotten in a while. Cool. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So I'm coming to the end of both of those bags. So I got a little bit of time, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, what have you been brewing? So I've still been on the um, Kiangoy Kenya from Deeper Roots. And uh, I think I got kind of a different, you know, different experience than you Mm. this past week. Um, I feel like I haven't really been very intentional about my coffee lately. And I've just been kind of like just doing the same thing every morning. Mm. I'm still on the AeroPress, which is uh, kind of just out of kind of, uh, necessity because I'm out of my filters. Mm. I've been really behind on that. So yeah, I got to get back on the pour over game. Uh, but yeah, maybe I got to clean my air press and, um, maybe I got to clean my tumbler, which I always mm. put my coffee, in my tumbler. Yeah. So that, that's probably looking pretty rough right now. Uh, but yeah. I just been drinking coffee uh, for for the work grind, man. But uh, yep, yep. kind of got to get back into the pour over thing. Yeah. So I, I I did think of something when you brew into your tumbler, or even when you're brewing for just like your a normal mug or something. Do you preheat that mug slash tumbler? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I usually yeah. don't. Um, oh. I, I know it's like it's, it's a recommended thing. People say you should. And uh, this week I started doing it, and not, not to say I, I, it's probably not correlated, but I, I just, <laughs> as you were talking, I was like, wait, I, I did change something. Um, mm. So yeah, today I, I did preheat the mug. I did it like once before this week too. And yeah, I don't know if it if I believe it really does a lot, but mm. I, I think it's mostly just to maintain the temperature so it doesn't change sure. too much. But I don't know if it changes the flavor to have to pour the hot coffee into like a cold mm. cup. I thought that it wouldn't, but who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it would uh, maybe bring out the flavor more. Like mm. if it's cooler, that's usually been my experience yeah. when it's like too hot. Like we've talked about on the show, you know, your taste buds can't really get the full mm-hmm. flavor. Um. So, but I actually, you know, I I, I preheat it because I, I want it. I want the coffee to stay hotter longer in my tumbler. Mm. And usually, if I just like brew directly into my tumbler, it gets cold pretty quick. Oh. So that's kind of the reason why I preheat it. Um, but I was just about to say something else about that. What are your um like? What are your preheating routines like with mm. with everything like? When you're brewing with your pour over, like obviously you preheat, pre wet the filter mm-hmm. and all that. And then you have like some leftover water in your cup. Like, do you use that water for anything? Cause like I, like when I'm pouring with the AeroPress, doing the AeroPress, I'll use the leftover water from the preheating of the AeroPress to put in my tumbler. Mm. So then that water is not like kind of wasted, so to speak, hot water. Yeah. And then like I discard it. Yeah, I actually think about that because, you know, I, I, I've been mostly using the Chemex recently and I I will pre, you know, pre, pre-wet the filter, all that stuff, and then use that to preheat the, the brewer. Um, 
mm-hmm. but then I usually just pour it into the sink. But every time mm. I do it, I'm like, man, this hot water being wasted right here. Um, <laughs> Precious commodity. Yeah, yeah. It's like I put my electricity into this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, today I did pour it into the cup. Um, and just as a small experiment, I, like, tasted the water. Because, you know, people, people, you, you have to, you know, uh, pre-wet the filter so you don't get the paper taste in your yeah, coffee. Yeah. Um, and I taste, tasted the water I would say the paper taste wasn't quite as strong as I expected it to be. Hmm. Where I, I mean, I feel like it was a little bit. Or it was like, oh, you know, it's like if you lick paper, a little bit of like, kind of, kind of like drying sensation too. But it yeah. wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. So usually I just pour it out. Mm. But today I, I used it to preheat as well. Mm. But yeah. Interesting. I wonder if they do like a as I wonder if anyone has done like a side by side comparison of how paper heavy the water is mm. in flavor between the Chemex the 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 many different Hario uh, mm. filters for the V60 and the Wave. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure. I know um, I, I think James Hoffman did the paper taste test for the different V60 mm-hmm. filters. Yeah. I think there's three different ones, ones with like tabs and not tabs and it's yeah, just all ones different. made in like Japan. Yeah, yeah. And for him, I mean he's he's a coffee professional. It seemed I vaguely remember him being able to taste differences mm-hmm. in the paper water. All right. I, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, same. Not really quite that advanced. Mm-hmm. So what have your coffee thoughts been? Yeah, I think this week I I realized the importance of sleep. Not mm. not that I didn't know it before, but I think is one of those weeks where I got less sleep than normal, even okay. on my normal not a lot of sleep times. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like it was affecting my just general like behavior. I, I don't know. Oh. I feel like I was I was much more drowsy and stuff than normal. So it, it might be, you know, me getting older or something, or maybe just not being used to it. Dude, you're not even 30. I know, yet. I know. Oh my god. But I was like, oh, this usually is not the case. Mm. You know, when I was in college, I just sleep whenever, not sleep whenever, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, but now, yeah, I, I feel like I really felt it, you know, like mm. Um, yeah, it was just like hard to focus. I feel like I wasn't driving as, as well, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so that's that serious, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, know. But I've been trying to sleep in this weekend, uh, make up on it, but yeah. yeah, sleep, sleep is huge. I think I, I mm. believe it. So mm. yeah. Yeah. What, what have your coffee thoughts been? Well, I guess going off that, uh, health vibe, um, I've been reminded again the pleasure of time without screens, mm. like reducing screen time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, today, for once, I actually just sat on my couch, had a book out, mm. was reading and playing some records uh, through my mm. in my living room. Very analog. And yeah. Just enjoying that, that analog, non-digital life. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. books made of paper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, real thick books, too. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was interesting. It's kind of an interesting contrast to our episode mm, yeah. uh, today. I was going to say. But, hmm. um, 
time kind of slows down, you know, like mm. time kind of slows down, you know, um, you kind of focus in and hone in on something and, uh, you, you know, you just start to, I think you can actually feel more tired if you don't do like screens because mm. it's like so stimulating, like yep. seeing the screen and the blue light, yep. like without screens, like I think your body like naturally falls into like the rhythms of life more mm. easily and like you just become more observant of things and like well maybe that's just because whenever i read a book i usually fall asleep <laughs> but uh <laughs> that's why i'm not a good reader i need to be better at that but um maybe that's something you can train your mind to do mm. anyways um yeah just the pleasure of um reduced screen time nice do, yeah. do you use that screen time feature on your phone where it tells you how much time okay yeah, I do, do, yeah. Do, are you actually like intentional with that or uh no like it's it's kind of an ego boost whenever mm. like my screen time's down yeah yeah uh yeah but i, I should be a little bit more intentional about it yeah it's do same. you have that too i do i just whatever day of the week i think i think it's sunday where it'll pop up and be like your screen time was up or down like that's really the only time i look at it and pay attention yeah so yeah but i'm not i'm not really that intentional um it, i don't know if it's like uh, making excuses or whatever like mm-hmm. I, I know some people where the screen time is really high and mine is yeah. much less than theirs and uh-huh. like oh i'm good then like it's fine yeah hold up hold up yeah let's look at our screen times right oh now. no <laughs> exposed <laughs> yeah oh i have to pull this up okay i'll tell you i'll tell you mine if you tell me yours okay okay and we tell all the <laughs> listeners okay um i got five hours and seven minutes for daily average daily average um so mine is well it's only for today though on mine can mine resets on sundays i I don't know if yours does that oh that's true mine's just sunday so yeah is is there a way to look at the past week oh yeah Uh, oh wait how do you do that go i don't know oh last week yeah so if you if you click the see all activity mm, and and then you can do like last week instead of this week all right um yeah so my last week's average for me Uh was four hours three minutes oh you beat me nice mine was four hours 50 minutes hmm oh pretty good pretty good Mm. i I don't know what good is actually but (laughs) this seems good to me yeah oh and it's cool because it tells you like the percentage down yeah yeah oh mine was 21 percent up (laughs) oh wow man i'm really bad i'm 22 percent down (laughs) i mean that's good right it's better to be down right yeah, but that means I was much worse before. <laughs> oh, true, true. At least you're trending down, and apparently I'm trending uh, up. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So That's one way to look at it. Yeah, what, what's your most used app? Oh, hold on, let me see. We're, we're like totally exposing oh, now. This could be like outing us for real. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not surprised by mine, but yeah, what's yours? Mine's actually Safari. Oh, wow. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? Why is that? Um, I don't have an app for Facebook or YouTube. Oh. So I used my Safari for Facebook okay. and YouTube, yeah. Nice, nice. What yeah. about you? Mine is the Messenger app. Oh, okay. Yeah, for Facebook. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not surprised by that because I, I use that more than texting, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not even on my top 10, to be oh, honest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Impressive. My second one is Maps. Okay, mine is Instagram. <laughs> oh, 
I, I have a daily limit again, like timer where I have to put a password in if I ever hit it. I put right, that in right. at least like three or four times a day. Oh shoot. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's funny. Well, All right. Yeah. Well, now that we're vulnerable to the world. I know. We exposed ourselves. Talked about how screens are bad, you know, <laughs> and now we're we're gonna transition into maybe maybe the most ironic um, um, mm. show to be talking about then. Yes, but, sir. Yeah, like like Joe said at the top of the show, uh, these next few weeks we're gonna be talking about Black Mirror. You know, it's that British science fiction anthology on Netflix. And we'll be going over four episodes. And that we think draw a lot of parallels to Westworld and just the general vibe, the general social commentary with technology and all that. Mm, mm-hmm. And so when we come up for the list, yeah, like like we say, we're thinking of things that are maybe like game-like, going into the fantasy world, um, highly researched, you know, all these different things, a lot of technology. <laughs> um, we had a so, whole algorithm. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. You know, we, like, we, we um, parsed all the different episodes, you know, mm-hmm. um, of course. Violent delights over violent mm. ends. Like yes, we just yes. Kinda put that whole process together. That's you right. Know? That's right. So the four episodes we're going to be talking about this month are first and foremost, fifteen million merits. Then we're going to talk about White Bear, Playtest, and San Junipero. And so this mm. first week we're going to be talking about fifteen million merits. And so I'll just go into a quick recap of that. Um, so we start off the episode by meeting Bing. Um, who, uh, like possibly millions of other people, is just kind of stuck in this Greenfield complex where all he does every day is bike. Uh, these bikes, they power something or, or nothing, actually. We, we don't yeah. really know. We never find out. That's one of the questions I had. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as they bike, they get this kind of cryptocurrency, less than buy content, less than buy gear for an avatar, buy food, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just kind of goes through that m- the motions of that monotony but then Bing meets a talented singer named Abby, who he has a crush on, and he wants to give her his 15 million merits so she can compete on a show called Hot Shot. And these contestants, they can wow the judges, and then they potentially become a star, get their own show, and they escape this mundane world of the middle class of just biking all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she goes on the show, and Abby wows the judges, but for the wrong reasons. And unfortunately, she's forced into position on the pornographic channel Wraith Babes. And so, you know, uh, while Bing is in his room, he sees Abby on on the show. He sees kind of ad for Wraith Babes. He doesn't mm-hmm. have enough credits to skip it because everything costs money. Yeah. And unable to skip it, he smashes his screen and a shard of glass kind of breaks out and he hides that away. And from that point on, Bing becomes determined to get on Hot Shot and uh, to perform in front of those same judges. You know, he makes Uh it through the waiting room. He dodges the compliance. He performs on stage to the judges before he abruptly stops, pulls out the glass on himself, and he gives a speech about the heartless, artificial system that they all live in. And he rips the judges a new one. Uh Then, in an unexpected turn, the judges are impressed by this quote-unquote performance, and then Judge Hope offers Bing his own segment. And we see Bing giving a performance on his show with the same glass shard in hand before the camera cuts out to his location. Uh, Bing gets up from his set, and we see a large white room and four panels that show what appears to be a vast green forest. And so that's the end of the episode. Dang. Man. Wow. 
Yeah, I forgot how uh, depressing this show was, too. Yeah, dude, feels bad. <laughs> I could not watch this a second time. <laughs> like, I watched it once, and I was like, man, I just feel, like, so claustrophobic, mm. and it just feels so, like, I don't know, like, everything is so destitute, and nothing's ever going to get better, and just, yeah. like, didn't want to put myself through that a second time. Yeah, I feel like this episode has two distinct parts, you know, part one with Abby and then part two with Bing, like just mm. in terms of the narrative. And like that mm-hmm. part one, they really set you up to think that something good is going to happen. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, like I feel like everything about it, the music, you know, the, just the camera work, everything's like, all right, this is happening. Bing is mm-hmm. going to help his friend get out of not not poverty, but just his monotony. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just like quickly gets slammed down in your face and you're like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely has a different tone uh the second half. Mm-hmm. Um and man, that that change up, that drop in tone is like super kind of it, it kind of caught me off guard the first time I watched it. And uh just watching it again, I was like, man, this this show just feels so like you can never win. Mm-hmm. Like even at even in the very end, you're like Man, these um, these characters really, you know, didn't end up in a better place than they were before. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it, it's not a you know, it's not. I think like with um, Chernobyl, uh, I could kind of distance myself from it a little mm. bit, um, and um, it was less confrontational. I think to me as a viewer, so I could watch it you know multiple times, but. Maybe just this specific episode just feels so close to home. I was mm. like, man, I don't know if I can watch this, you know, multiple times. Yeah, it, it, it hits hard. That, that's the thing with Black Mirror in general. It took me a really long time to work through the whole series. Mm. I mean, there's not a lot of episodes. I, I forgot, you know, season one only had like three episodes in it. But oh. yeah, I, I remember yeah. in general, like I would watch one episode and then I wouldn't watch another one for like a week or like a month, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, just cause it's so heavy. Right. And each, and because it's an anthology, each one has like packed such a punch that you can just mm-hmm. think about that one and you don't have to move on because other ones just a totally different story. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's so many different layers and pieces to every black mirror episode, but this one, especially too, and like in general, when I'm thinking about all, all the different seasons and episodes, this is actually one of my favorite ones. Oh, really? Yeah, just because I think it's it's so applicable, kind of like you're saying, mm. like this this is real life. Like obviously, right. what they are literally doing is different, but I think the general patterns and rhythms actually just kind of mirrors what our lives are like in the present mm-hmm. slash real, real world. You know, like they're just on a bike, right. but I think a lot of people feel that way about their jobs. Like you just go, you do this thing, like it doesn't matter, it's monotonous, they're just watching TV while they bike. Um, So yeah, I think it kind of just represents, like it's just relatable enough where, I mean, we don't even know like why they're doing it. And I think that often also feels into like people's work sometimes, like I don't know why I'm doing this. Yes. And like they purposely don't answer that question. That exact that is exactly what I was thinking. Like if you mm-hmm. were to exchange cycling with working, mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happening in this episode. And I think it strikes kind of a political political tone too, because it's like the only way to get food, the only way to um like even nourish yourself and like 
to have basic needs, like mm-hmm. even brush your teeth, like you have to work for that. Yep. And it's like, this is the kind of society in which like work is life mm-hmm. and you have no life outside of work. And not only that, but if you were to like actually, you know, like the other things that you could buy with this currency is not even like you, it's like mm-hmm. your avatar. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's a scary look at what like a, a, a hyper capitalist society mm-hmm. would look like when there is no like um, social programming or like you don't just, you don't just, um, you're not, you're not afforded things that are like essential for life, for being who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to like work for that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I think there are a lot of things that just aren't explained just for the sake of the story, but also mm-hmm. just because it's not necessary to, because I think we can draw our own parallels. Um, but yeah, it's a yeah. sad experience to watch. Well, I was going to say, like, you don't even really know, um, like, what the bikes are powering. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is like some kind of apocalyptic world where, mm-hmm. you know, the outside world is like gone. And, like, you need, like, all this manpower and woman power to, like, generate electricity or something, mm. you know? You know, and maybe the last scene in the episode kind of clues you in that, like, well, there's, like, so much nature outside. And, like, it's not really it's not really as it seems, you know, from the inside. Mm. Okay, okay. So, so you think those are windows? I think those are actually windows. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But, I think in this in this world, uh, people have been so um, screen obsessed that that kind of thing in nature does not like stimulate them. Hmm. So then, like they've created their own like world apart from nature hmm. to enjoy, um, and eventually, I think they just kind of like live like that. But like, if you're afforded that next level in this world, then like you can you can like revel in the nature again. I don't mm, know. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I've always thought that there were screens. Mhm. But they were just yeah. bigger screens. Mm. And so like cuz when when Bing starts in the episode, all these middle class people, he's just in a very small box, like he just has his bed in there, kind of looks like a prison cell. Right. Um but then, you know, my my reading on the last scene is just that now he's in a bigger box. Mm. Uh, because I feel like the one of the main messages is in this episode is just like there's, um, I don't know, there's just like the cycle where people just want like entertainment and like stuff doesn't really matter. And just kind of like consumerism, just kind of buying into mm-hmm. that. And, right. you know, they just want to get out or whatever. Um, and now uh, for Bing, he has, but he's just gone out into a bigger box. Mm. And so that's that's my reading on the on the end. Um, but maybe it's like left ambiguous on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I think it probably is by the, the um, show creator's uh, choice. You, do you think it's interesting how like I'm looking back at the screens and they're all um, in landscape mode. Hmm. But in uh, the final scene with Bing, it's, it's finally hmm. like a portrait mode. That's true. So, uh, you know, I wonder yeah. what what that could be saying. Hmm. Yeah. And for a show like this, like, they probably thought about that. Mm-hmm. So it's not an arbitrary decision, small details like that. 
So I don't know. Like they could be windows. I mean, for all, for all I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think some people on Reddit were talking about how like when the camera was like zooming in, there's like this parallax effect or something that could insinuate it being windows. But I think I think you're right. I think the the show uh, really wanted to make it more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think like one of the aspects of this episode that could be easily overlooked is the side characters, kind of like the mm. supporting characters. I feel like there's a yeah. lot there too. Um, and that I don't think we get their names ever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Maybe it's on their screens or whatever. But I think... Um, I just have like three main ones. Well, there's okay. actually more, depending how many you want to include. But yeah. like, I got the guy that's next to Bing on the bike, um, mm-hmm. who's like, like super who's all bought in into this yeah. whole system. Like, I just call him like jerk guy. Um, jerk. <laughs> and then the guy the, who's watching the blubber guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the other guy with the red hair. I just call him red hair guy. <laughs> and but then then there's a girl that likes Bing. Mm. Um, I just call What'd her rejected call her? girl. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just interesting because there, there's the interaction between rejected girl and red hair guy, mm. and it's—I don't know if it's supposed to come off as the red hair guy. He might like kind of be into her too, because mm-hmm. um, he—he's basically asking her opinion for something he's buying for his avatar. Um, super, mm-hmm. super meaningless. Yeah, it was like uh, the haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The afro. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's a bit much. He's like, oh, you're right. And, and he buys that. He and buys the ginger one. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, is he into her? I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, she's obviously interested in Bing, but then he's just interested in someone else. And for me, I was like, I was just taking all this. Like, everyone's got desires and different things that they want, mm. but none of us is getting fulfilled in this episode, mm. like for anybody. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up a interesting point. Uh, because it's like, to me, um, how do I say this? Like, they're lacking human connection. Mm. Like, they're all kind of doing their own thing in front of their screens. And, like, these moments where you see people trying to connect with one another, um, it's like that's not enough. Mm. Like, even that desire to connect is not enough when the other person may see the person who's trying to connect differently. So like the um, ginger ginger guy was trying to connect with a rejected girl, but um, rejected girl, I guess maybe she thinks he's annoying or something mm-hmm. or doesn't think she, he's attractive. And because of that reason, she doesn't form that connection with him. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing happens with rejected girl and Bing <laughs> and you know, Bing's kind of like disregarding her. So yeah. he's not, you know, he's not making that connection with her. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just think it's interesting because like, it's like the important thing is that they're making a human connection, mm. which is what would break them out of this like cycle, you know, pun intent, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but, but they're not even able to do that because mm. they're so concerned with like, I guess the attraction piece. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. And I think... There's the other side of the commentary in that people at large just kind of give in to whatever society's doing or into, kind of whatever messages they're being sent. 
Like mm-hmm. that's I feel like that's shown in Abby's hot shot audition where, you know, she's singing really well. The whole crowd is like crying, you know, people are really into it. Red hair guys like crying in his room or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah, it seems like it's, it's it's really good. And then the judges turn it around and they're like, Ah, oh, we have a lot of singers, we're trying to do something different. Like, what about you mm-hmm. know, you, you go on on our Wraith Babes instead? And all of a sudden, like, the whole crowd just quickly turns. They're like, yeah, do it, yeah. do it, do it. Like, I was like, what? And even right. the red hair guy becomes the same, where he's just, he's right. also cheering her on. Whereas, right. you know, the the other guy next to Bing, he, he's just always in the whole time anyways on, on Wraith Babes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I feel like the realest person is is the rejected girl. Dude, I was about to say that, too. Yeah. She's, like, the most woke. Yeah, because she... Even though she she's like jealous of Abby or whatever, I don't know what if she doesn't like her or whatever. But obviously she's jealous. She sees Bing is into her, and you know she's like man, whatever during her singing. But she sees what's happening, and you can mm-hmm. see she's she's like sad about it. And so yeah. she she's into it. And same thing when when uh, she sees Bing on Hot Shot. So I, I feel like she is also like distraught um, in some mm. ways. So I feel like she's like the realist. She is the realist. Like, I think on a level of wokeness, she's probably even above being. Mm. But she maybe feels incapable of doing anything about it. Yeah. Um, where, you know, she's kind of still complacent. And um, the redheaded guy, he's like kind of a go with the flow kind of yeah, person. Yeah. Like, he'll kind of just, you know, just uh, be compliant with whatever happens. And then the uh, jerk guy is like, Someone who's totally bought into the system mm-hmm. that's like, you know, like trying to succeed within the system and like maybe not even succeed, but just like relishing in it yeah. and like living it up. Yeah, he's thriving. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think they all represent different people mm-hmm. in society, probably, you know? Yeah. Man, it's impressive how much. Like, they can build into each character, given how little they actually do, you know? Mm -hmm. How, like, each one can represent so many different people in society. Right. Um, Right. What do you think about Abby's character uh, in this episode? Hmm. I think that's a tough one, because I don't know if she really does much of her own will, you know? I feel like... Mm. Um, she sings, but it's mostly focused, I think, on Bing's interest, where he's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'll, I'll gift you the money for it so you can go on the show. And she mm-hmm. just kind of gets convinced, and she's like, uh, okay, sure, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then, like, on Hot Shot, uh, when she performs, they were trying to convince, the judges are trying to convince her to go on Raid Babes, and she's like, oh, I don't know about that, you know, kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But then she eventually says yes. And right. so I feel like, the least amount of development character wise is like in her. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know how to categorize her person, I guess. I don't know. What yeah. would you think? Um, I don't know, but I'm getting this sense that there's like, a, there's something here that I think the show is trying to say about women hmm. and the role that um, women have in this society and maybe even like larger society. Um, Cause there was that moment where um, she decided to take the wraith babes mm-hmm. offer, and then the female judge like cries. Yeah. Like you see her like drop a tear, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
you kind of get the impression that a part of her is like kind of dying inside to see mm-hmm. this. And maybe she's also thinking like, <clears throat> you know, like I earned my way to be up here on the stage to be a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had to, I had to like jump through all these hoops and I'm here and that was a struggle or something. But I think, I think that connection there is showing that like, um, I don't know, like the struggle is real for, for, for women in this mm-hmm. society. Um, yeah. And, and, and like going back to what you said about, <clears throat> about Abby's character, um, like characterization in this show, <clears throat> I feel like she's kind of being manipulated by being yeah. in a way too, mm. you know, and like, she's kind of being forced to do things like that. She wasn't necessarily wanting to do even the mm. hotshot thing. Like she seemed very complacent. Uh, and she's kind of found a way in this world to be content, hmm. you know, like the way that her room is set up, like she's got the penguin stuff yeah, yeah. and she's doing the penguin origami and like, you know, she's, she's found a way in this corrupt system to be able to live like peaceably hmm. with herself and like the people around her and being kind of like disrupted that because he like saw potential in her hmm. Um, and yet it was like not something that she kind of conjured up for herself. I think mm-hmm. like she wasn't the one that she was singing, but like just cause you're singing in the bathroom doesn't mean, you know, you want to go out and hot shot and like, yeah. you know, do your own thing. She even yeah. said like, I was singing because I didn't want anyone to hear <laughs> me pee or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm saying a whole lot, but that's kind of the impression I get about Abby in mm. this, in this episode. Yeah, and it kind of makes you wonder, is it worth trying? Because, mm. like, I mean, from the viewer's perspective, her current life is, is worse than before. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, from the judge's perspective, they're trying to convince her, like, this is better than a bike. Um, mm-hmm. And Wraith, like the guy, he's like, we, we medicate uh, against any shame or whatever, so don't worry about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she would have been arguably happier if she never even tried like if right. being never even tried to come in on this and convince her to do something to change it up so it's kind of like do you do you just go with the system um mm-hmm. or do you actually try to act out against it and try to make make a change mm-hmm. um and i think there's this question of like trying to pursue something real, like quote unquote real. Right. And I think right. Bing says that to her, like, you know, I just want something real to happen. So I want you to try out on hot shot and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and, but the question for me is like, what, what is real? Right. What is real to her? Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. real to Bing, but what's real to her? Yeah. So I mean, Bing is just like <laughs> using her maybe too. I don't mm-hmm. know. Cause I think there's a slight irony too in that. Um, Cause she she goes on Wraith Babes and Bing is totally like distraught, kind of destroyed by that. Uh, but like in those opening scenes, he he like paid for it too, you know. Like he 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 mm. paid for like a use of, of Wraith Babes, and then like when when they're in the bathroom, like the ad pops up and is like, "Hey, uh, like <laughs> frequent user." <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, he he just used it because it's kind of like whatever, I guess. Um, so yeah, but even because he gets super angry and for me, I was like, Oh, this anger is a real thing, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if he sees it that way. So like when he thinks of something real is under his own definition. Right. Yeah. I don't think 
being is a real deal because like if what he is seeking is real he already missed it in the very beginning where he when he rejected rejected girl mm, true you know but he had his eyes on someone else mm-hmm. and maybe she like snapped him out of it like that was the first step yeah but we see another example of that when uh, redheaded guy talks to rejected girl mm. like we're all looking for something different mm-hmm. and um you know, without even considering the system around us oppressing us, our own preferences and like our own like kind of like um, ego can get mm-hmm. in the way. Because the truth is, is I think in this in this society, there's no human connection. Yeah. And what can be easily solved by just like stopping what you're doing and like turning and talking to someone, and relating on something you know as silly as hey, do you like this hair thing? Mm-hmm. You know, that can be done, but, you know, we're we're too obsessed with, like, ranking against each other to be like, oh, well, this person's, like, below me. I'm not going to engage in this, like, mm-hmm. in, the, in this interaction because you're below me. Yeah, it's just uh, super dehumanizing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the, the jerk guy and then the, the cleanup crew, I guess, the people wearing yellow, I think yeah. that relationship, I mean, is just where it's most obvious. We're mm. like zero human connection. He's watching a show of these people being like shamed, and then he's mm-hmm. like he is shaming someone himself, and so mm-hmm. like they don't they don't care about each other. It's kind of like yeah, what was the value of like a human life? Like what is being human even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah, what what is real, basically? Right. And at what point are you not human at all? Like the way that you perceive others who might be a lower class than you, like. Um, jerk guy was not even seeing these blubber guts people as people Mm -hmm. and he just kind of like as if they were people to serve you know quote unquote his middle class or the Mm -hmm. middle class he was trying to like compartmentalize them to like never see them like he was like you're disposable like you know essentially kind of in his mind like these people are disposable like i'm not trying to interact with them i just see them on tv and like i love making fun of them and stuff like that but mm-hmm. when they interact with me on a personal level like i don't like that because mm. it's like that's that's making me confront what's real there's too much to talk about on this episode yeah it's all uh, black mirror <laughs> man this is, is, is great and if this one it's like again yeah it like feels bad we can't look away kind of one of those things right yeah and just uh, just a shout out to the white hair girl though like Aww. um she 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 can sing she's a singer <laughs> <laughs> i can sing yeah i was like man she's still there after uh being <laughs> like uh, perceivably like trained for like 6 months mm-hmm. um and then white hair girl still waiting does she never have to get back on the bike like i, I don't know <laughs> but yeah so i, I like how they kind of put Little little co- comedic um, stuff in there just for, for a little bit of relief. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the redheaded guy, like, going back to the hair thing, like, he got the afro. Yeah. And then, like, settled for the, the haircut just called Ginger. Yeah. And he just, he's a redheaded guy, so. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, but then, then he buys a glass shard for his avatar at the mm. end. I was right. like, oh, man, this whatever you want to label it it's like this system is terrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just like monetizes uh everything yeah yeah everything's entertainment i think it's 
purposeful and when they ask Bing what his what he's going to do, he just says that he's mm. an entertainer, right? Mm. He he should have said he was a dancer. Um but yeah. is really because he became an entertainer cuz he's just talking mm-hmm. angrily, passionately, social commentary, mm. but it just becomes entertainment. Right, that was like kind of foreshadowing almost. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's kind of meta cuz we're watching Black Mirror. It's commentary, but it's also entertainment. And no we can podcast about it. Stop. Like, <laughs> no. Like while watching, I was like, "Wait a second. This <laughs> is me." No. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Did you just, did you catch the uh, the music that um, being used on his uh, routine was the same music on Wraith Babes? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did not catch that. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Hmm. There, there are a lot of tie-ins, and like the song that Abby sings is played mm-hmm. in a different episode later in the series. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like for for Black Mirror, like not even related to the different specific episodes, there's a lot of like crossover stuff for, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people that watch all the episodes in order. You see shout-outs to previous episodes. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's cool. And it, isn't there an episode called The Black Museum? Is yes. that the one that's related to all the different episodes in the show? Yeah, yeah, that's the later season one where it like I feel like that episode was for all the fans basically cuz yeah, it like oh, okay. shouts out all the all the episodes from before. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said that this is your uh one of your favorite episodes mm-hmm. of Black Mirror. Um, I actually like the the third one. I think in this season, the the history of you, the oh, entire yeah. history of you. Yeah, is that the third one? I think so. That's the contact lens one. Yeah, where they record everything. Oh man, that's mm-hmm. that's also too real. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and like yeah, different way like uh, social media, you know, stories and. Ugh. Yeah. Yes. For sure. That's a good one, and maybe maybe we'll have to we'll come back and talk about it if we got time, mm. uh, future episodes on the podcast. But, you know, we only had four to choose from. Yep. Well, is there anything else from this episode that um, you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. There, there's a lot here. Obviously, we didn't touch on it all. So, you know, listeners, mm-hmm. if you want to send some thoughts, feel free to hit us up. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the connections of Westworld, like, you know, these people are almost playing a game, mm-hmm. like living in this fantasy world. They're trapped, you know, so to speak. Yeah. So... Definitely, you know, a lot of vibes here from uh from a uh, Sweetwater Westworld, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yep. Well, uh, now it's time for our weekly segment. Uh, what's making you happy this week? When we share about one thing that's recently be, been giving us energy and just those good vibes. So, Dill, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, this week I I got to celebrate a birthday for a friend of mine. And I had this whole birthday party kind of deal, went over to their house and stuff. So yeah, it was just nice to uh, be with friends, people I don't see too often. Um, mm-hmm. And then like they, they kind of had some group activities and stuff. And uh, one, like I, I didn't remember this happened, but on the invite, there's like a, a question is like, oh, what's the best thing about getting older? And it was like a mm-hmm. free response. You could type it in. And then like we, we all like voted on like a multiple choice. Like which one do you think most people said? Um, mm. and, and people say it's something along like, uh, making memories, getting to hang out, like, uh, making significant experiences and stuff like that. Um, but I forgot, apparently I put, my response was that I get to level up all my stats when I get older. 
Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember doing it. Because um, wow. they, they went around and was like, oh, yeah, who actually put the other options? And that was one of the choices. And I was looking around like, who who, who said that? <laughs> um, and they're like, you. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gamer deal. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's nice um, just to hang out with friends. And also, as we get older, think about like, oh, you know, these friendships have been around for a long time mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What, what about you? What's making you happy? Um, I guess what's making me happy this week is, um, I guess, uh, being safe and Mm. being able to live in a world where there are people out there that will ensure your safety. Uh, Like today, actually, um, there's a fire in our building. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I got awakened around... Nine o'clock today, which is like, you know, it's kind of like early <laughs> for me on a Sunday. But uh, I was like, oh, shoot, like this never happens. Yeah. So like I was like this, you know, the alarm is going off. Like, um, you know, like you just kind of like just like jump out of your bed, get all your stuff and go downstairs. And we all like were outside our apartment complex. And like within like three minutes, like the fire department was there and like they went in, like checked everything out. Um, then came back out and was like, yeah, it was just like a small kitchen fire. Mm. Like we put it out. It's all good. You guys can go back in. So it's just, uh, it's just kind of, um, I think something that we kind of take for granted sometimes Mm. the, the, um, the, the people out there that, um, that uh, do this for a living that, that kind of like quote unquote watch over us and all that stuff. So Uh, that's what I'm, I guess making, that's what's making me happy. It's kind of like what I'm grateful for, I guess. Mm. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, glad glad you're okay, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was good talking to you this week. Uh, listeners, definitely tune in and watch, rewatch the Black Mirror episodes or maybe watch them for the first time as we get ready uh, for season three of Westworld coming out soon. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll uh, talk to you next week, man. All right. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace. Yeah.